Hello, all you Lasso fans. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Lasso fan cast from NPR Illinois Community Voices. I'm your host today, Craig. Join me is my intrepid co-host, the boss of the Front Row Network, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. How are you, sir? I am doing just fine. Really psyched for everyone to get to hear this interview that we did. Um, you know, we, we have to all just band together and while away those hours, those days, those weeks, those months until season three uh, hits us. But uh, having conversations like this definitely help and hopefully not the last of those. We got a couple of cast members in before they went off and did some shooting. So we know that shooting on season three was a little bit delayed. And we hear, according to Mr. Leslie Higgins, Jeremy Swift, according himself, to our boy Swift, yes, that it is going to, they're going to start shooting dialogue in the next two weeks. Now, I think that that means they could potentially be shooting some of the football scenes right now, potentially. This hasn't been confirmed at all, but I did hear that the delay in shooting was mainly due to the additional football scenes we're going to get in this season. They did yes. sign a contract with the Premier League. That yes. was news a few months back during the middle of season two. So I, I think for all those people going, hey, where's the football in Ted Lasso? I think you're going to get it in season three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the uh, previous two seasons, they like made individual contracts with individual teams. That's why you saw them referencing like Man City or Crystal Palace or something like that, but not all of the Premier League teams. Um, so I think you're right. There's going to be a lot more soccer in season three. And of course, we are so happy that our boy Hig Newton is telling us that uh, they are going to start shooting dialogue uh, pretty soon because that means the gears are going, man. The scripts are written. They are making their preparations. Uh, we will have season three so sometime this year if we're all still alive later this year so yeah yeah let's let, let's let's just think about yeah. ted lasso yeah, yeah, and how fun lasso. yay fun ted lasso hey. yay okay so we've got a little bit of housekeeping before we get into this conversation with mo judy lamore uh about his role as zoro in ted lasso oh, and being oh, the goalkeeper oh. zoro yeah not zoro <laughs> So uh, as Arlo White has told us, uh, but it is zero. So uh, we are so excited to keep bring you this conversation. Uh, I will get more about that here in just a second, but let's do a couple of pieces of housekeeping. You do know that we do like to highlight any of the Apple reviews that we get because we do really appreciate you taking a moment to uh, review the show on Apple. It's just, it's nice to interact with listeners Fun. in this way. We also love spotlighting some emails that we've gotten. So we did have at least one review, I believe, since the last time we recorded, and that's from Kitten way back at the beginning of February. He said, I tried some other Ted Lasso podcasts where but none were as good as this one. So we automatically know that Kitten is a liar. Uh, Craig and Jeremy <laughs> are a pleasure to listen to. They describe each episode in detail and bring up small, crucial things that I might have missed. They're also interesting to listen to as both themselves uh, have great guest hosts as well. So this is just great. I, I'm, I'm glad that people are still listening to us. You know, we are fortunate to be part of the Ted Lasso content creator community. And I think in the very near future, you will be hearing some conversations that we have with other creators in the Ted Lasso space. Yeah. So I tease you there. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I made a joke out, there. Yeah. And to call one more thing with Kitten's Review here, she says it would be very interesting to hear us analyze another show. I just want to make mention that, of course, we are a part of the Front Row Network on NPR Illinois, which means there is no shortage of a ton of shows that are being broken down every single week, every single day on the Front Row Network, and there is plenty more coming um, in the future, as uh, we've had a lot of success and a lot of fun with this show here for Ted Lasso. So stay tuned, Kitten. Stay tuned to everyone. And of course, just find the Front Row Network and you can find everything you need. 
stay tuned kitten i just love how you said that it's like uh, tuned, you're going with the name but uh, no you're right and this is the only show that you and i do together although we did start this thing i don't know right. seven years ago <laughs> but uh you of course do your are you afraid of the podcast the retrospective you do with sarah uh your wife and it's a wonderful show and then of course i do the weekly disney show beyond the mouse it, not like we haven't plugged those shows a billion times before right. we're like oh my gosh we get it you'd like disney it's we fine do things. but i will say i we mentioned it uh, kind of jokingly in the beginning. We are so fortunate to be part of the Ted Lasso community. There are so many great Ted Lasso podcasts out there, reviewers, content creators, and we are just fortunate to be part of them. You know why we're so fortunate? Because of listeners like John Garcia. Johnny boy. Him several times because he does the artwork for us. And he also is part of the peanut butter and biscuits Facebook group that we have. And he had said, once you reach 150 members in that Facebook group, I'm going to give away some art. And not only did he say, I'm going to give away some art, he made it for a cause. So what mm. he did was once we hit that number, he told everyone, go out there and donate to a nonprofit that you really feel impacted by. And he gave some examples for him that he really likes to contribute to. And he said, you know what, let's raise some money. And if we raise over $150 for 150 members, then I'm going to give away all sorts of prizes. And so I'm going to announce the winners of that now. And it, John will be contacting you through the Facebook group here in the relatively near future, but you will be receiving something from him. Uh, and we have some, we actually have five winners. Dude. Yes, because newsflash people, we did hit 150 in donations. So DJ Airhorn, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'm think I'm editing this episode, so I, I need know. to make sure I have the DJ Airhorn <laughs> in the edit bag. It's in uh, those materials I said. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have, you, you may have heard it, you may not have. We'll see. Maybe you just heard Craig do it, which is better, folks. Let's beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the three runners up for the John Garcia prizes are. I guess, should we do a drum roll? I don't know. Tammy Gromes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's the first name I'm going to butcher. So Tammy, <laughs> my apologies. Okay. The second name I'm going to butcher, which we know her very well. Her name is Laura Snedden. Yeah. I think I said Snedden correctly, but I'm sorry, Laura, if I didn't. And then Mike Giuliano. Hey. I believe I said Giuliano correctly, but yeah. if I didn't, Mike, I'm very sorry. So those are the three runners up, three runners up that he uh, gave yeah. us. Second place goes to Wendy Ellickson, and she is going to get some wonderful artwork. And then the first place winner is Christina Klein. So oh! Christina, congratulations. You are all going to get some John Garcia artwork. And I'm really excited that he took it upon himself to do all of this. It just shows how amazing he is as a guy, but also uh, this Ted Lasso fan community that we have. So now we can kind of get right back into what we're going to be doing with this interview as we move forward. So Jeremy, um, you excited to get them to finally listen to this thing? Absolutely. Mo is uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, he is such a talker, has some amazing stories, uh, including one about um, how he met Jason and how his involvement in Ted Lasso came to be, which was uh, a very serendipitous story um, upon hearing it. It was just a lot of very happy coincidences, as it were. Uh, but I love hearing stuff like that. But he's just a genuinely fun human being. He has a lot of great stories from the set, especially about uh, actually playing football with the cast and with the cast members and stuff. So uh, I just can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I will say 
also that uh, we did record this a couple of weeks ago. So we talk about a big game that happened in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I was thinking about this. We made jokes about the NFL suing people and calling it the big game. Yeah. Because we are now news reporters, I think if I say Ooh. that the Rams won the Super Bowl, then I think it's okay to call it the Super Bowl. So then congratulations to all those or, Los or Angeles Rams to- fans. As people that live very close to St. Louis, I will tell you the Rams mm. still not necessarily the most loved team in the St. Louis metro area, but Ooh, LA, you got them now and you got a championship. So congratulations on your Super Bowl win. So you'll hear about that a little bit up front right away. And then just awesome chat with Mo. So I think I'm going to finally get out of the way and we're going to let you hear our conversation with Mo about all things Ted Lasso. <laughs> Mo, it is great to get a chance to talk to you. I know that at the time of this recording, you are out in LA and actually uh, there's some big game or something going on this weekend. How is the atmosphere out there uh, right now? What, what game are you? I yeah, is it, uh, well, I would say the actual, I would say the oh, actual football, thing, but the, but, I think, yeah. I think the NFL would probably sue us or something. Uh, right. every, oh, everybody, yeah, yeah, we have to true. call it the big game, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's uh, it's actually pretty crazy. There's parties every single night. Uh, like last night, I was at a, a friend's dinner, and uh, at the table there was Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson. So I was like, "What? Like, what? What is going on?" <laughs> you know, like this, it's very crazy. Yeah. And you're like, "Hey, did you know I'm a goalkeeper?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and my number is number eighty-one for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is so That's awesome. Crazy, yeah. Uh, that's really cool. It's just a, a neat atmosphere to be out there. And then of course, uh, sooner rather than later, you're going to be heading back out to Richmond and we're all excited for you to uh, get started on season three and get into some more Ted Lasso for sure. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be cool to, to be back in London. I haven't been there since, uh, since July of last year. So yeah. That's great. Well, you know, I actually was doing some research and trying to get some questions uh, ready for you. And I found a, ca- a podcast that you had done with the folks from Lasso Cast. And I'll oh, tell yeah, you, yeah. my goal is to have as much fun with this conversation, <laughs> or at least let you have at least like a slither is as much fun that you had with those guys. Then I think it'll be a success because that was a great conversation. But one of the things I learned about that, kind of the start of your career, we might have one thing in common, you and I, and that's that we both worked at Best Buy. So, oh, no way. Yeah, absolutely. That's so now, cool. I, I was here in Illinois. Uh, what department were you in? I got to ask. So I was, so I was interested. at the beginning, I was in uh, mobile audio. Okay. So it was like MP3s and stuff like that. You know, I'm giving my, like, I'm aging myself a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went into cameras. So I was selling cameras. And then after that, I went into, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was selling TVs basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was in yeah. media and in computers. So uh, nice. but you know what? Where, where our careers diverge is that you got to meet Orlando Jones, right? Yep. And I did not. Yep. So go ahead and tell us, tell us that story because I know you've talked about that story quite a bit in interviews, but it's such a, a cool and compelling way that you were able to get into the industry and to start acting. And so can you give our audience a glimpse into how yeah, that all happened? Sure. The crazy thing is that at that Best Buy, it was like at the beginning, it was downtown Montreal, but it was like at the beginning of downtown. And for some reason, there was a lot of stars around there. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people working for the industry, a lot of a lot of like PAs that would come in and buy like four cameras or or buy like uh, memory cards or stuff like that because they were filming around the Best Buy or something like that. And so just at one point, you know, like I, I kind of got used to like looking at people and being like, oh, maybe this is someone or maybe who is this? You know, what's going on? And then I see this 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 tall black dude with like a trench coat. And I'm like, that guy looks really cool. And I walk up to him and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Orlando Jones. <laughs> and so I'm like, hey, oh, what are you doing? What do you do? You need any help? And then he was I think he was looking for um, I forget what he was looking for. But um, I, I bring him to the section and we keep talking and, and no one knew who he was except for me. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. Well, like, I'll show him around and, and, and stick, stick with him, you know. And then um, and then I'm like, so what are you what are you filming in the city? And he's like, oh, I'm filming this TV show with this director. And I'm like, oh, the director who did this and that and then. And then he's like, wait, how do you know directors like that? I'm like, oh, I, I love the industry. Like, I love um, I love acting. I love movies. I love TV shows. But, you know, it's like it's impossible to become an actor. And then he's like, dude, don't say that. I'm, I'm literally in front of you. <laughs> and then um, and he's like, if I were you, I would move to Vancouver because in Vancouver, there's not a lot of black guys. So you're going to go there. You're going to audition all the time. And I was like, that's a smart move. So that same summer, I moved to Vancouver. Uh, I was there for a month and a half. The auditions I had then were auditions that I would have now. So it's like it were they were big auditions, but I was horrible because I had never acted before. So like I, I didn't know what I was doing, and like I I really wasn't good. So I, came, I I took a lot of classes in Vancouver, moved back to Montreal, got an agent. She's still my agent to this day. Her name is Chacha Da Vinci. I love her, and um, I started working in Montreal. Montreal has two markets: it has French and English. Oh yeah. So I was working in both. I was like doing both. I loved it. It was fun, and then uh, moved to Toronto. For like three to three to four years, I would do the back and forth every single week. Wow! So Toronto and uh, Toronto and Montreal is a it's a six hour drive, but a forty five minute flight. So I would drive all the time because you're a broke actor, so that's mm -hmm. all you could do, you know. So I would do a lot of back and forth. Uh, it was fun. I loved it. I got an agent there. He's my agent to this day. I love him. His name is Ryan Goldhart. And um, and then moved to LA, and then uh, in LA I booked a play, and then now I'm on Ted Lasso. That's so incredible. And you know, I, what I love about that is that when we talk about Ted Lasso and things, we talk about those kind of like positive, like mindsets and kind of propelling yourself forward. And it just seems like you took a moment working at a retail store in Canada and you really made that into something that was life altering, life changing for something that you were passionate. Were you, so you were, you, you knew all these directors. Was that because you're passionate about film in particular, or were you kind of a film nerd or what was that like? I was, yeah, definitely. I'm still a film nerd. I love movies. I, I try to watch at least one or two movies a day. Uh, when I was younger and I didn't have anything to do, I would watch like three a day. But uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I've, I've always been really, really passionate about that. Uh, I love 90s movies. To me, I think that they are the best movies. Mm. And uh, the craziest thing, like you say, like me meeting uh, Orlando Jones was like the biggest move. But the at one point, so I did a play at the Pasadena Playhouse. This is uh, in 2017, I believe, 2018, I believe. But I had done a movie with uh, Jason, Jason Vegas, who plays, Ted, uh, who plays Ted Lasso. I had done a movie with him in 2015 in Montreal. And so mm -hmm. I do the movie with him in Montreal, and then I show him the city. And we become pretty close. We become good friends. Uh, like, we stay in touch. And so I moved to L.A., and then I book a play, and I do the play. And then because I do the play at the Pasadena Playhouse, every time I, uh, uh, there's a new opening, they always call me back to just to, 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 to watch the new play. So I used to come all the time. 
And then um, I start talking to this girl and this is like years, like maybe a year after I did the play. So um, I've been to Pasadena Playhouse a few times. So I start talking to this girl and then I'm like, yeah, you know, you should come with me to this musical tonight at the Pasadena Playhouse. They invited me to a beautiful playhouse and it's like, it's the opening. So it's going to be red carpet and all of that. It's going to be a cool, a cool event. And she's like, oh my God, yes, I would love to. I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, she ghosts me on that day. Oh, no. So now I'm like, I'm like, what the? I don't even want to go anymore because it's a right. big event. red carpet. We're like in suits and it's going to be a big deal. And stuff. so I was like, <laughs> this really sucks. I really don't want to go. So I'm like, I think 20 minutes before I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll just go. I had never watched a musical live. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go and watch the musical. So I go to the musical. I, I go like I go through the back door because I didn't want to do the red carpet and all of that. I go, I'm, I'm sitting on my seat. There's an empty seat next to me. And I'm just like, okay, let, let's watch this three hour musical. And then I see a dude that's walking around looking for a seat with long hair and glasses. And I'm like, wait a second. I know that that's Jason. Uh, Jason. And then he's like, oh, oh, Mo, Mo, how you been? What the hell? Oh, man. And then we're like, yo, in, intermission, intermission. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And, the, and during the intermission, we start talking. We're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yo, you know what? I'm filming this TV show in London pretty soon. And I know that you're an athlete because we did a movie where you were an athlete. So you'd be good for it, man. I'm going to tell them that you should audition for that. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then come to find out it's Ted Lasso. And then it's completely changed my life. So if that girl wouldn't have ghosted me or, you know, if, or if I decided not to go, I wouldn't have been in the show. How wild is that? Now you said uh, they're a gift or something, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Man, uh, so just because this is uh, totally tangential, but you said you love 90s movies, quintessential 90s movie. What is it? Oh, yes. Uh, my favorite movie all time is True Romance. Oh, hey, okay. nice. Yes. Good one. I love nice. that movie. I love I Tony Scott. I love Quentin Tarantino. Like it's t- Quentin Tarantino wrote the movie, but Tony Scott uh, directed it. I love Tony Scott's movies, and I also love his brother's movies. I think that he's one of the best directors working this to like today. And um, I love Predator, Die Hard, you know, all those movies, action movies of, of the 90s are like so good. I feel like uh, the last Mad Max that came out, Mad oh. Max Fury Road, Oof. to me, that's a 90s movie. It yes. never stops. It's just pure action. I love it. The fact that that movie exists is insane. Exactly. <laughs> just like, how, exactly. how all of them didn't die making the movie. Exactly. Because yes. I always tell people about that movie. It's like, they did all of that. That's real yeah. stunt work. Like hardly yep. any of that is special effects. And it's insane. It. It's all in camera. I love it. Yeah. George Miller also there. One of the best uh, working today. I, I, w- I really want to see what he keeps doing. And I think they're making more of those. Yeah, they- they're making another one. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, Mo, uh, we did ask some of our listeners for some questions from you. Um, and Craig actually took my, I was going to ask you what your favorite movie is because we're a part of a network where that's our standard question. So well nice. done. Um, but uh, Patrick wanted to know um, if you'd played football growing up. Now, I think he means what we call soccer here in the United States uh, okay. um, because you did play American football, right? Yes, I played American football in college uh, while I was working at Best Buy. And uh, and then I realized that I was not eligible anymore to play because I got I was I was too old and stuff like that. And so mm. and so that same summer, that's when I moved to Vancouver. OK, mm. absolutely. but yeah, I had never played soccer. 
So were you a, were you a wide receiver at, uh, yes. is that why you got Terrell Owens? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then you met, and then you meet Orlando Jones who plays Clifford Franklin in the replacements, a uh, wide receiver himself. Oh, I mean, I didn't even realize that see? connection. <laughs> That's crazy. What's his number in that movie? Oh God. I think it might be 81. <laughs> yeah, yo, that, <laughs> that would be wild. I'm definitely going to do We got to look that up now. Yeah. For sure. I'm definitely looking that up, but yeah, you know, for uh, sure. more to, uh, to Patrick's question though. Um, so is, uh, what we call soccer football. Um, is that like as big of a sport up in Montreal? It is. It really is because uh, Montreal is, is a, a European city kind of, I always say that Montreal is the Europe of North America. Mm. And then Toronto is America and Canada. And then Vancouver is just Canada, Canada. Okay. But uh, so there's in Montreal, a lot of people play, uh, play um, soccer. So I, I played a little bit here and there, but never seriously. It's now between season two and three that I've uh, I got a coach and like I go every day. Like I, I was just there right now. I was just playing football right now. And like I take it very seriously. And I, I really enjoyed the sport. Really, really enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, folks, I have great news for you. Clifford Franklin's number was indeed 81 in the replacement. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know That's if we can get, I don't know if we can get any better than that, guys. Wow. <laughs> that is also, awesome. Also, I know it was technically a 2000s movie, but the replacements, that feels like a 90s movie. It, it really, really, really Yeah, <laughs> it for sure does. So you, uh, so you talked about your coach and your training. You're taking this very seriously now. Uh, how has that been like? Is it, do you have like a better appreciation now for the sport as well because uh, you're investing more time into actually like watching uh premier league or anything like that uh yes but the thing is i i just like when i watched american football i was always more for the uh individuals than for the teams because mm. you know I'm, I'm not i'm not american so to me why am i going to have an appreciation for like i don't know uh, the Bengals or 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 dallas or whatever so for me it was always more like oh i love terrell owens let me watch all the teams that he's going to play for, you know, like, <laughs> like, so 49ers and like the Eagles and stuff like that in Dallas. I think that I always did that. So now when I watch uh, that, like premier league, I watch goalkeepers. Okay. So okay. that's, yeah, that's what I do the most that I'm, cause I'm, I, I do that a lot on Instagram because it's like, it cuts it up all like, it, so I just see highlights all the time. So it's been, um, it's been uh, definitely a learning curve. So do, do you have a team that you do kind of identify with uh, now that you spend time over there or I would say you, the funny thing is, uh, yes, I spent a lot of time in uh, London, but uh, when I, when we got back after season two, LAFC reached out to us and we went to a bunch of games. And so when I'm in LA, I'm like, no, LAFC all the way, you mm. know, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. then when I'm in London, I don't really have a team. I've been to, I, I will say that the team I've watched play the most in person is Chelsea. Okay. okay. That's a good it one. just so happened that it was like, oh, we have tickets. Can you do it? Like, let's go. Or they they brought the whole team to to watch the uh, the the FA Cup, and so 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 I've seen them play the most. Yeah, which they're uh, actually playing right now, if I remember right. Uh, oh, wow. um, this wow. is funny because I I've been a Premier League freak my whole life. Um, I've always loved soccer, and uh, I'm the same team as uh, Brett Goldstein. Tottenham is my uh, oh team. wow. Um, it's a really weird reason though. It's because it's a line in my fair lady and I did it in college and it was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a team, I was like, I Hey, it. I recognize that word. So I'm I get it. <laughs> so it's weird and everything, but, I um, uh, if I could ask you though, a little bit, um, about, uh, the set and the, the atmosphere on there, um, are there any like big differences, uh, in other sets that you've uh, been on in your career when you're coming onto the Ted Lasso set? For sure. Uh, of course it's like, you know, sometimes, uh, 
the job is a, the, the acting job is really a job. So sometimes you come in and it's like, yo, hit your mark, say your words, and that's it. And you're like, yeah, no, but like, I feel like, you know, the care. And then, no, none <laughs> of this here. It's just do this and that's it. And then there's no friends or anything like that. This show is the complete opposite. It's we're all mm. friends. We're all, we can all bounce ideas off of each other, you know, like, Uh, Jason is big on like, yeah, sure, like try out stuff, but also give ideas to other people. Mm. You know, like if if you have um, if you don't have a line and somebody has a, a line and you're like, yo, maybe you should say it like this or why don't you add this at the end? Jason is going to see that and be like, yo, that's that guy is very, very generous. You know, mm -hmm. so it's that's it's a uh, it's like um, it's a village. It really takes a village. And the crew is also like that. And everybody's uh, everybody loves each other on set. It's, it's a great experience. That's great. You know, one of our listeners actually asked, is it really truly like a team? And it seemed like it is. And then we've also had a chance to talk to Cola and he mentioned the exact same thing that the ensemble is just like a group of guys that are getting together and that you really are, you operate as one, it seems like, and, and you really just enjoy it. Do you have uh, any insights from the the pitch that you want to share with us? Maybe who yeah. has, who's the biggest goofball on set? You know, <laughs> you gotta give us, give us the, the dirt here the dirt i would i would say that i always say that uh like the best player that I, in my eyes is um who never played professionally because yeah. some some of them like like uh crystal played professionally mm -hmm. so of course he's he's amazing uh but uh, like phil dunster is great um who plays uh jamie tart cola also insane player Uh, Tahib also, I like I like to make fun of Tahib and say that he's horrible, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, he's good, he's good. And uh, Mohash also, Mohash is like uh, he played professionally, and he is like our coach. Like he'll tell us okay. like, yo, don't do that. It shouldn't be done like this. It'd be more like that, or like we would do it like this, or that. That's the way that we would take the picture. We would do that. So he knows exactly what he's doing, and it's really cool to have him on set. Okay. You know, I we we heard a story about um so of course the episode in season two, the signal where uh Jamie Tart makes the impossible kick, which um I, I I remember when we were watching this, like I, I told Craig, I was like that I got to that part and I was just like beard. I was like, Nope, that's too far. <laughs> and because I've seen ah. that all my life. And like I they told us a story that Phil actually made that kick on his first try. Is that true? First take. And the cool thing is that the way it was filmed, uh I'm I'm supposed to be in the goal, but you know, movie magic. If we're filming it this way, and I'm in, I'm behind the camera. I'm probably in my trailer sleeping or watching. <laughs> movie. But this time, I was on the pitch, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, oh, okay, let me see if he's actually gonna hit this. And so I was standing like at the monitors, and I could see on the monitors and live, and he just does the whole thing and backs up, and I was like, yeah, we'll see. And he hit it on his first try. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. And that's why that's probably the single reason why I, I always say, yeah, he's one of the best players on the, on the team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it also makes that celebration like a lot more authentic. Yeah. I'm sure everybody was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, it was like very genuine. We were all like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Now we just actually wrapped up our, so we did season two. We started our podcast doing recaps of season two. We just went back and did season one. So we just finished the hope that kills you. And so we got to see you play quarterback uh, to the Ted Lasso yeah. play, but I wanted to know what were some of your favorite moments uh, kind of being on, whether that be uh, in the locker room and on the pitch, wherever it is in this show, are there some moments that, you know, you'll carry with you being in present for that experience while it was filming? 
Oh, uh, there's so many of them. So many of them. It, it was a, uh, it was. It's always a blast to film. But the funny thing about this scene, uh, where I played a quarterback, is the obvious thing to do is to yell Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> because of Peyton Manning. And uh-huh. so when I did, when I I was filming and we were doing it, and I, I went to Brandon, who I believe wrote that episode, or Brandon is the one who plays Coach Beard. Mm-hmm. And so I went to him and I was like, yo, wouldn't it be funny if I said Omaha, Omaha, <laughs> and then go on with the cadence? And he's like, let's not be that funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a subtle way of being like, Dude, it's too obvious. No. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and what I love that they did is over top of you yelling out the cadences, Arlo White's going, is Zero just saying random numbers? Or it's like, <laughs> it's exactly what people in it's football a, do. It is such a great way to like diss on American football. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's we're, true. We're, both, uh, we're both Green Bay Packer fans. So Aaron Rodgers is notorious for the green 19s and other things. It's like, oh, really? none of this that's means funny. anything. None of it means that's anything. That's funny. No, these, but I, I I love a a lot of the scenes and yeah, as Craig said, we uh, just got through with the, uh, the hope that kills you and um, man, what a, uh, what a gut punch of an episode. It's really funny because uh, I showed my wife the show and she was pretty adamant about not watching it because she hates soccer. <laughs> but yeah. um, I told her, I was like, honestly, it's kind of not really focused on it's, soccer. It literally is, has nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> yeah, it's really more just about great people. So finally yeah. she relented uh, over the, our Christmas break and she watched one episode and I could see it. I could see the light coming on in her eyes. Yeah. And it's funny because all the all that first season, it's so funny and there's so many great characters to meet. And then when you get to that last episode, it just shows you how much you've invested in these characters because uh, specifically that locker room scene after the final goal um, is just so heartbreaking and so heart-wrenching. Uh, what was it like being in that scene? What was it like being in that moment where we get to feel this profound sadness with all of you? It's it's uh, it's one of the last scenes that we shot. Mm. So I think it was the last scene we shot in the locker rooms, actually. Mm. And then after that, we were on the pitch for the that moment that happens in the in in the show where he makes the extra pass but so in the locker room it sucks to say but i was completely um i was in a in acting mode not even in acting mode i don't know what kind of mode it is but i was it's as if i was like watching tv because um jason improved a lot of his dialogue no oh wow so a lot of that speech is completely improvised oh and so i we saw it on paper what it, it was supposed to be and then he comes in and he does some other stuff some other stuff and we were all at, i remember being just like what is he going to say next now and i oh i have to be sad i have to be sad but what is he saying <laughs> what's going on right now like what how did he come up with oh my god i gotta be sad so it was like <laughs> back and forth back and forth like fanboying and like yo you have a job bro like you're supposed to be sad you know yeah. and then he calls me out at one point i was like oh sh- whoa okay yeah yeah, yeah. zoro yeah, yeah yeah i'm zoro i'm zoro i'm zoro whoa whoa like it was so weird but yeah it was com- it completely took me out a little bit because i was like wow dude like this guy is is improvising in arguably his biggest scene on in season one mm. Mm. you know yeah. and it also in season two spoiler alert <laughs> when uh nate nathan uh is it is it ted that goes to see nathan in the office or nathan yeah. is already in the office ed, i forget ed which was, one it is yeah. 
Yeah, Ted walks into the office to see if he's all right. And when Nate's being rude to him, then, right? then he says, like, what's bothering so, him? Yeah. That day, we ha- we were filming some other stuff. And then I was in my uh, in my dressing room chilling. And then I look at the schedule. And I'm like, oh, oh, they're filming the scene in the mm-hmm. locker room. So I got to go, like, in the in the office. I got to go and watch that. So, like, I, I think I was wrapped. And, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and watch it. So I walk in the uh, in, in the studio. And then I go. And then. And they're preparing that scene, like the crew is preparing it. Jason is in his trailer, and then uh, Nick Mohammed, who plays Nathan, is uh, he's sitting. We have our cast chairs in like in the hallway, and and then the off, and then people are in the office preparing it. And I see Nick Mohammed on his laptop writing, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, dude? What, so what are you what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm writing for the, the for Intelligence, the other show that he's a writer on." Oh wow! And I'm like, <laughs> this is wild. Like, uh, you have a crazy scene with Jason. <laughs> like, am I, did you know this? Did you know what was going to end? And then he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You have to finish this. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's probably why sometime in the near future, we'll say Emmy award-winning Nick Muhammad, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Cause I watched the scene and coming from seeing him, I was crying. I was like, this guy, is a genius yeah and i think i told him that at the emmys uh when i because he came to la and i told him that i was like dude like you we were talking we had a regular conversation before you went in and did this (laughs) (laughs) we're just saying things to each other yeah (laughs) that's crazy well, and I, I think you're right about, um, and Craig, I think I think Nick is probably expecting an Emmy nomination for, for that scene alone, because what I love so much about the show is that it keeps subverting our expectations, mm-hmm. because the whole season they're building Nate into this, you know, tragic villain of sorts. And, you know, all we want after he reveals that to Trent Krim is for Ted to get to confront him. And then that confrontation is turned all on its head because Nate gives like such this impassioned speech. And I was just sitting there watching that episode thinking, oh, this is making me angry. Come on, like Ted, speak up, say something. And but then after I watched it again, I was like, no, that he would be taken so aback by that. He wouldn't know what to do with that. You you don't know because because, and that is because Nathan is 100 percent wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is so wrong because he said you replaced the picture by with dumb Americans, uh, and that picture is in Ted's home. Yeah, yeah. right next the to the picture, picture of his son and Nathan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he put that next to like I'm like yo, so you know he is completely completely wrong. Yeah, and that that's that's beautiful that we're like as uh, with the the audience knows that he's wrong, so it's like. No, no, no. This guy is the villain. And he's and you know that this happens in real life all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All, all these the kinds of misunderstandings and, and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, you're right. And it's and it sucks because as he's speaking, like Nick's performance convinces us of the hurt he's feeling. Yeah, Even yeah, though his yeah. reasonings are so wrong, we like we feel what he's feeling. And that yeah. there are actors to do that. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so well done. And uh a lot of people are like, oh, I came out of nowhere or whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> if, if you see even in season one, mm-hmm. when he thinks that he got fired because there's a new kit man. Yeah. The insult, he in, the way he insults Rebecca. You're yes. like, whoa, this uh-huh. is dark, dude. That's really dark. We even when he comes after out. you, uh, even when he comes after you all uh, during Make Rebecca Great Again in, yeah, in that yeah. pregame speech. And Tahib, I love I love how <laughs> Tahib, uh, his reaction when he's like, and Sam and Tahib just goes, 
Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, like, please, please don't, yeah. don't do this to me. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a I pretty good one, but I, I like, oh, I like Christos a little more, where he's just like, yes, roast me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What I love about this show, and clearly, it's it's struck a nerve um, amongst uh, the audience, but it also addresses all these really. Uh, heavy issues that we talk about. And one of the, uh, it mentioned we had a chance to talk with Cole and I, I loved asking him the question about what he does as far as his own mental health and trying to keep it um, together over this last couple of years that have been pretty hectic for us all. And I, I want to say also thank you to you because Ted Lasso actually helped me get back into fitness and things like that. And I've lost about 70 pounds by running oh, wow. just because of, and you know, like I, I credit the show and the positive affirmation and all of that it means so much to so many people so i was just wondering kind of what how do you keep yourself in a in a clear headspace or anything that you do um to kind of make sure that you can deal with all this zaniness that's going on in the world uh i've i got very very lucky to like um like all the people around me are like really really good people mm. and uh i take a lot of acting classes and some of them kind of feel like therapy which is mm. really really yeah. cool uh, I should definitely see a therapist. Though. I feel like we should all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I keep myself occupied with sports. I do a lot of sports. I, I cycle a lot. Like I bike a lot. I'll, I'll bike like 100 miles a week. And then uh, I play football also. And yeah, I think that's uh, it's been keeping me sane. I got to ask about the cycling because we had Matt, who's one of our listeners. He asked about your cycling. And then he said he mentioned that you had gotten in an accident. Are you OK? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, OK. I had uh, I had plastic surgery, actually, all here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I fell on. Um, I was going up uh, Griffith, Griffith Observatory in L.A. Okay. And uh, I lost control of my front wheel and landed on my face. It was pretty bad. Wow. And how long ago was that? That was uh, months before season two, before I went to film season two. It was so stupid. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. oh man, <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. Scary. Yeah, it was well, I'm really glad, that, uh, glad that you're all healed up from that and still hitting the cycling for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, um, you know, obviously one of the best things about being a fan of Ted Lasso and being an early fan of Ted Lasso is seeing how it's just taken a hold of the world. Um, you know, it, it went from that fun little show on Apple TV that, that, you know, some of your friends are talking about now it is a full blown cultural phenomenon. And, um, I mean like the Seattle Mariners last year had like belief signs in their playoff push, like all over the stadium. It was, it, it's, it's so fantastic. So what's been the craziest thing, the, the thoughts that you've had as you've seen this thing just take over the world like this for me it's surreal like i'm like now i can't it's I, I i can't believe it it's so so strange to go to lafc and to see people with belief towels yeah yeah like uh, the indian like a uh, uh, green bay packers was wearing a believe t-shirt i was like yep. what the show that i'm on what's <laughs> going on it's so weird it's so strange mm. yeah so it's just strange. It's just great to see uh, what kind of an impact it's been able to have. And then, like you said, it's almost like I think it's fed from the that ensemble, because as you mentioned, it's like you're filming with a team and it seems like you all truly care about each other. And that uh, is so genuine right there on the film, because, you know, I, I think you could go into this and just be like, 
as people that deal with jadedness all the time, you're like, oh, this guy is too much. Like he's just too <laughs> earnest. Right. But then yeah. you really see that growth throughout season one, season two, and you see the team really start to believe in that and take that over. But I think that's also, it's, it seemed like from an outside perspective that it's like the actors are also believing in what Jason's doing and what Bill's doing and uh, you time. know, what Brendan's doing and all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. it's, uh, you, you, we see him and we're like, okay, yeah, Jason knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. So I, I do want to ask, uh, I know that we've heard production on season three is delayed. I think Hannah had mentioned that, um, but when we're all waiting on pins and needles for that, I know you don't know anything about season three. Can't talk about season three. I, I, I don't want to start thinking about season three, potentially being the end of Ted Lasso, uh, but it's no. out there that it might be. And so I'm just wondering what are your hopes and what are your aspirations for your career? Like, what would you like to see yourself doing uh, as a next project or even several years down the road? What, what are you hoping to get uh, to do after Ted Lasso's over? Uh, honestly, if it continues, that's amazing. But if, yeah, if it stops, uh, for me, I've always, I've always said it. Uh, I want to be the Wesley Snipes of our time. <laughs> you know, I love action movies. I've always enjoyed them. And, uh, that's exactly what I want to do. And I've been close to it. I've been kind of doing that. And so, yeah, just continuing that in that, in that realm. Well, hey, you know, they're looking for a new James Bond. I'm throwing your name in there. Right. <laughs> a Canadian James Bond. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of works under the whole United Kingdom. How about United we make Kingdom the Canadian thing, right? counterpart to James Bond and yeah. Mo's playing him? There we go. Yeah, yeah I'll see, play a 004 or something. I did see a push. I, I saw a push in a lot of these Ted Lasso communities. They got Brett Goldstein right there. I mean, why yeah. is he not, not being Mo? considered here? So, yeah, uh, so that'd be great. Either. Even Phil Dunster could, could do it. Oh, hey, yeah, Phil would be go. a great Bond. That yeah, would be great. Yeah. Oh, Taheep. I mean, any of you yeah. could do a great job at Bond. <laughs> you know right? Let's just, let's just, once you're done with Ted Lasso, we'll make a whole James Bond universe with all of you guys. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Just keep stopping things. <laughs> what they should do is kind of, you know, how they added on Beard After Hours. And I don't know if you ever watched Community, but they had the paintball Did, uh, Have episode. I ever watched Community? Oh, uh, yeah. just, I thought I would just, shows. I, I thought I would just, just you know, throw it out there. But like, could you imagine like a paintball type episode oh, with the team? Wow. Like, I'm wow. just saying, if you wanted to pitch it to Jason, I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, you don't gonna think I have, you. dude? <laughs> what? You you, you know all the play Nerf FIFA, gun scene? right? The you Nerf all... gun scene. Oh yeah, the Nerf oh, gun yeah. scene. Yeah. So I was like, yo, can we can we uh, give a each other a handshake, and we were gonna do like um, uh, Donald Glover and uh, what's his name? Uh, Abed, yeah. Uh, yeah, Abed, yeah. Uh, you know when they they both touch the guns, you know they always do the handshake like this, like they uh -huh. shake their hand and touch their heart. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna do it with the guns, and then they were like, "No, we can't. We can't. We can't do that." I was like, "Oh, no, I want to give an homage to them." <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. No, I think that. Amazing. I think that's great. I think that yeah. you guys need Ted Lasso. It needs to be all your guys' characters like a series of escape rooms, and you guys got to get out of it. Oh, that would be pretty good too. Like a team building exercise or yes. something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, right. that. yeah. Do you all still? Uh, I know you've mentioned this in other interviews. Do you still play uh, FIFA as a team? Is that still going on? Yeah. But a, a little bit less now because we're all scattered you know everybody's yeah. doing a bunch of stuff all over the all over the place but uh because also it was uh it, it was covid big time it was mm -hmm. like everyone had to stay home so it was so much easier to play but no like some of us still play uh play together yeah yeah okay that's great yeah. 
Well, we did uh, have another question here from one of our listeners, Mike. Um, he says, uh, and I'm just going to read this verbatim because it's kind of funny. Um, but he says, uh, I'd just love to know what more he wants to see for his character because there's a lot of fun they can have with it. I feel bad. It seems like every time he's brought up, it's because he missed a goal. And I was like, I don't think that's true. Well, it's not, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's I remember wrong. from the, because we just watched The Hope That Kills You, I love that. I love it when he says he had more saves than a Baptist priest. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that. Like, yeah, that's that was, cool. That's, that's nice like the, the only time that uh, I did something well. But the five goals <laughs> versus Man City, that, that hurt my soul. <laughs> that really hurt my soul. That was rough. That, that was, was a hell really of a pass, rough. though. I mean, <laughs> he made yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Tough. But still, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough. But no, uh, I would love to, you know, me in the Lamborghini or Porsche, you know, yeah. my girlfriend is a model. You know, definitely, little things. Definitely. Just the little things. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> That great. that would be great. That, but yeah. some of your, you know, Colin's got his fancy cars, and then right? we got uh, uh, is it who is it? Richard that brings the model to supermodel, yeah, house? Richard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, That's can it. Colin drive his Lamborghini anymore? He threw his keys in the fire, right? So. Yeah, but then but then he was driving it, and then he didn't know how to drive it. No, nope. <laughs> yeah. right. that was That's in season true. two, right? but he didn't know how to drive the car for That's sure. It. But Jeremy, I think you had some uh, kind of more just fun uh, wrap up questions from some of our listeners and things like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do some rapid fires here? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Let's see here. OK, so you were in X-Men Days of Future Past. Who's your favorite X-Men? Uh, Bishop. Nice. Yes. What a great Jeez. poll. What a great character. We need more Bishop in the in the right. movie. Here. Uh, very important question for all of our listeners. Lion or Panda? A lion. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite lines ever is Hannah's reason yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's right. <laughs> all over. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, since uh, you put forth the Midnight Poutine trick play, if you were to make a dish called Midnight Poutine, what's what's in that dish? Uh, I don't know, but alcohol? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol involved for sure. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, how about uh, the, you already mentioned a little bit here, but uh, the Higgins family Christmas, uh, what was your favorite part of shooting, of, of uh, filming Ooh. that? Was it the shooting scene? It was, it's one of my favorite scenes all time because uh, like me coming in, I had no lines. And uh, the writer, Joe Kelly, he was like, uh, he's the one who wrote this episode, by the way. And he's amazing. He's a, he's a close friend of mine. I love him. He's the best. And uh, he was like, hey, yo, just improv whatever you want. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so I came in and I said a few things and then he, he just nudged me in the right direction. He was like, maybe more of a vibe of like, yo, da da And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. And then boom, boom, boom. And then I was just, just started riffing off of, uh, oh yeah, I walked into your neighbor's house and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and he he was just so like, yeah, keep going, keep going. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the best. I love Joe Kelly. Joe yeah. Kelly wrote for uh, How I Met Your Mother also. Yes, yes. yeah. He did. Yeah. Another Excellent. one of our Excellent episodes. Shows. And the only last one here, Ryan, one of our listeners, asked who has the better bagel. I'm going to try and make these there. Uh, Saint Viateur or Fairmont? No, Saint Viateur. Come on, of course. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, and then Ryan, I had a yeah, this isn't a question, Ryan. You need to you need to just get on with Mo here. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a follow up too to an interview that you had done. You mentioned that your character, uh, when you were talking to Jason, that he had named your character after Thierry Henry, who we see yeah. in the show. But then you weren't quite sure what the last name was in reference to, other than like was it kind of just a play on Zorro or whatever? And you said you were going to go and check in with Jason. I wonder you if you ever what? got the chance to. I always forget for some reason. <laughs> I always it's such an important question, but I always forget to ask him. 
No, that's totally fine. And maybe this is the most important question we're going to ask today. So we have a listener, John. Actually, if you look at uh, Jeremy's screen, he's the one that does all of our art uh, for us. And um, he said, if you're going to have a three-on-three match with your castmates, who are you going to grab as your other two players to play along with? Hurt some feelings here. Nice. (laughs) Hurt some feelings. I would say for sure, Cola and Cristo. Okay, Cola and Cristo. Cristo. Anybody you you want to play? Every every game every year at the end of the season when we wrap we have a game versus it's all the actors versus the people who play the the other people on the team but don't say anything but they're like actual players yeah so at the end of every season we play versus them oh great and yo <laughs> when we yo like we don't talk to them we don't talk to each other <laughs> for like months after like it is a war. Like oh, man. it is such a war that last game, Cristo took his shoes off and they were bloodied. Like oh, his, my goodness. Shoes, his socks were red. Oh wow. Red, red. Like we take it so seriously. We yell, we push each other, we almost fight. Oh. It's a it's a yeah, it's a real war. It's a real that, war. That's amazing. That was like a real life Rebecca's dad's funeral scenario for Cristo there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Literally. He, you know, I actually, uh, because John uh, is someone that does our artwork and stuff like that, I wanted to show you this too, because he, what he did was this thing called Inktober, where he did uh, all oh, of sick. your characters. There you I are. You can, this online. Yeah, he said, uh, if you ever want a print of it, he was like, uh, you know, course, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you, I'll get you some details or whatever, because he wanted right. to get you one of those. But it's just really cool stuff. And it's like the kind of art that you're inspiring as a show is just incredible. But, That's you know, cool. we've really appreciated your time today. And it's just been a blast and to talk to you and can talk to you for hours about Ted Lasso. But <laughs> we like to end um, all of our interviews with one particular question. And that is, you do a ton of these interviews and you get to talk about Ted Lasso a bunch, uh, but we want to know what you don't often get asked about that you want to talk about. Do you have a, a message or a story that you're just, that we didn't ask you about or that you're not asked about that you wanted to, to mention or relay to get out there? Really, you know, like I'm so happy to be on the show. Every question about the show, I'm so, I'm so happy about it. You know, I feel like if the, 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 the vibe on set would be horrible and th- mm-hmm. it would be, it would be bad for me to do all those interviews. I'd, I'd have to lie the whole time, <laughs> but no, it's so much fun. I'm so close to the guys. And like, there's no ill will against anyone on set. We're all boys. We all hang out all the time. We all talk to each other. Like, I think, I think today I spoke to like Cola the day before to Mo. Like we talk every single day, at least like our group chat is on fire all the time, you know? <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm so, I'm super happy. You know, the, the, the cool thing about um, season three, the one thing that I could tell you is that I am, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I am so excited to see what does a good guy do to someone that backstabbed him. I can't yeah. wait to see the answer of what we should do when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, tra- it'll teach us something, right? Exactly. It's going to teach it. And no pressure to all of the writers. <laughs> You're going to teach the whole world what we should do when that happens. Well, make sure you tell that whole group chat that we all say hello and uh, <laughs> just for sure enjoy uh, filming season three when you can get onto it. And thank you so much for the art creativity you're putting out into the world because it means so much to so many people. So thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. What an awesome conversation to get a chance uh, to talk to Mo. Mo is the best, guys. Mo is the best. 
it was so great because, you know, I like normally when I'm going into an interview and I'm doing all these research and listening to uh, different interviews, you want to make sure that you uh, respect their time and you want to make sure that you are giving good questions. But with him, it seems so much that like he just likes to have conversations with people. Yeah. And so honestly, I was a little nervous going into this interview. And you know that, Jeremy, I was kind of like, oh, always oh, are. I, was, yeah. I was a little anxious. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, hopefully uh, he's good with these questions. And I think it's because he's just so friendly and so so yeah. conversational. It's just well, great. We're, we're finding this out about most of them. Uh, you know, even uh, Cola was so amazingly fun to talk to, too. He was very uh, joyful guy. It seems seems like just a thing with uh, Ted Lasso actors. It seems like the joy is imparted upon them to, to give to the rest of us. But now he was a ton of fun. Um, I'm definitely wanting to have him on again. Uh, we do have a 90s uh, movie show. Uh, maybe we can hook him up there um, because it seems like that would be a lot of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, just tons of stuff. And I love hearing all the affirmation about the stuff we've heard before, you know, like just the fact that this isn't just one or two lines. It's like, they're all having these same experiences because it really is a great time for them on set. Uh, you know, and how about the uh, knowledge drop that he did at the very end there about like this oh. show is going to somehow impartially teach us how to handle the situation that Ted is going through with Nate. I mean, exactly. I did, never thought of that until now and now it totally it makes sense. And yeah. Now that's what I'm looking forward to. I need like a whole thing on just like, breaking down that expectation um, for next season so it's gonna yeah, be we just weird. we just need jason's additional audiobook or podcast to explain yeah, how to be a good human that's exactly oh, what we need after this is over <laughs> sort of surprised apple hasn't done that yet hasn't they but uh, don't do it don't do it tim cook <laughs> yeah tim apple uh, as my tim friends apple, refer yes, to him <laughs> no 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 <laughs> just tim apple yeah, yeah uh, this is all this is all great. And it was so great to get a chance to talk to Mo. It's always cool to hear about stories from the set. And uh, we're starting to, in the other interviews that you can hear on these other great Lasso podcasts as well, you're starting to build this consensus that this set is just something special and something unique to a lot of these actors as well. And that, I think, is why it is displayed so much on the screen. Uh, and yeah. that's why we love this show. It's because it, you can have a, a, an automatic connection with it because these people are loving what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, behind the scenes, guys, Craig and I have done acting, um, you know, stage acting a lot. And when you're on a good set, it just it just radiates. It really does. Like everybody's having a great time. You're you're wanting to do really great work. And uh, it shows it shows when you put the show on the stage. And, you know, the fact that the, these episodes like, you know, I've shown this show to so many different people with so many different um interests and, and, and places in their life. And they always come back to how much they love it. And I think that that's a real uh, genuine thing of what they're putting on the screen. So, um, you know, and uh, just thank you to all of you out there for your questions. We love it when we get to ask your questions to them and you get to hear them. Um, it happens. So if we ask again, guys, get those questions in on our Facebook group. Yeah, make sure to go and join the Peanut Butter and Biscuits Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter, PBBFRN as well. We're going to try to bring you uh, some of this kind of content as we move throughout now that our recaps are over and we're going to continue to bring out some Ted Lasso yeah, content for you as we yeah. go. Yeah, and probably stuff. on that like every other week type of a schedule moving forward, but it, we've got some fun stuff planned and we are excited for you to be able to hear it as well. So uh, for Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I'm Craig McFarland. I'm Jeremy Geckner. And as always, be a goldfish.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.